Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Gangland Trial of the Century, Part 3. In the shadow of Gangland, the Jonathan Dowdall story, his Sinn Féin connection, and a very murky past. I've no links, connections to criminality or any crime organisations in, in any shape or form. In, in any shape or form. In, in any shape. A former Sinn Féin councillor who admitted helping a criminal gang in the murder of David Byrne at the Regency Hotel six years ago is now willing to testify against others in the upcoming trial. They say hindsight is 2020. Uh, had we known um, that. Uh, he was involved in any form of criminality. And I have to say, I was profoundly shocked, as were many, many others, to discover his criminal activity. He wouldn't have been anywhere near Sinn Féin. He wouldn't have been anywhere near me or anybody, anybody else. Now, what we do know is that Jonathan Dowdall's relationship with Sinn Féin stretches back for over a decade, long before he was a councillor. We have footage of him training with Mary Lou MacDonald and other prominent members of the party, like Janice Boylan, in a gym founded by Jerry the Monk Hutch. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into the ring. I can't wait for it. What words have you got for your opponent? Wait till I get you on the ropes. Now Jonathan Dowdall is serving a four-year sentence for facilitating the 2016 murder of David Byrne at the Regency Hotel and he is undoubtedly the most high-profile state witness in gangland history. Yesterday's verdict bringing it all back to the fore once again. Uh, it's coming up to four o'clock. Uh, this is the scene in Dublin. Jerry Hutch leaving court, one of Ireland's most notorious criminals today, acquitted of the murder of David Byrne, who was shot dead in Dublin in 2016. Let's listen in. Jared, any reaction? Jared, any reaction to your, any reaction to your acquittal for murder, Jerry? Jerry, any reaction to the court's decision, Jerry? Watch your steps, lad. Any message to Jonathan Jerry? In this, the final of our Regency shooting specials, we take a look at Jonathan Dowdall's relationship with the most popular party in the country and ask if Sinn Féin can ever shake that association. I'm Siobhan McGuire and joining me today is Ireland editor at independent.ie, Fionan Sheehan. Uh, Joe, we won a business, as mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I've met you before. We yeah. won a business since 2007. 
I've never been on a social welfare pain in my life. I've worked my whole life. My mother's a street trader. Um, I ran in the election. Fiannon, there are two very different sides to Jonathan Dowdle. You have the private and more murkier world that we'll get to in a little while. But at the start of all of this, you have a, a guy who's a self-made man. Can you tell me a bit about the Dowdle we were first introduced to? So he was from the north inner city, living up uh, on, on the Navin Road. One Mary Lou MacDonald was, had moved into uh, that constituency uh, by that stage in, in the late 2000s. She had had a, a rather unsuccessful run. I only lost up by about 50 votes in the previous general election. Uh, almost took a seat off Bertie Hearn's running mate on that occasion. She became elected as, as an MEP. So, OK, fine. She represented the whole of Dublin. She was moved from Dublin West into Dublin Central, which covered that area. She lost in that general election. Bertie Hearn very much saw her off. But... She then lost her, her European seat uh, as well, but her, her new political base was going to be uh, Dublin Central. And coming up to the, the 2011 general election, as the economy was, was collapsing around around our ears, it was quite clear that, that she was going to become a, a TD uh, in that area. Around about that time, and we don't know exactly when, she got a donation from one Jonathan Dowdall, to her as a, as a political contribution. She has said subsequently that this was, was spent uh, on, that, on that successful uh, campaign where she was elected as a TD for the first time uh, in 2011. So thank you to everyone who for me. Thank you to all the people here who worked on the campaign. Uh, and I know that we have a big job to do. We have a very strong team of Sinn Féin TDs going into the doll, headed up by Jerry Adams. So that's the first time that Jonathan Dowdall pops up on the political radar. And the reason is that politicians have to declare any donations of, of that size that they, they receive anything over €600 Euros going to a politician directly uh, has to be declared. And Mary Lou MacDonald, in a form that she filled out herself, uh, declared three donations uh, the following year to the Standards of Public Office Commission, which is a state head's watchdog. And that was all perfectly above board. And one of them was Jonathan Dowdall with his, with his home address uh, down. And it was a €8,000 cheque. We'll, we'll, we'll return to why that becomes significant uh, at, a, at a later point. So that's him on the political radar as as a Sinn Féin slash Mary Lou MacDonald supporter. We know that about him from that point. We then also know that he attended a number of fundraisers for Sinn Féin over the following uh, couple of years. We know, for example, that there was a fundraiser in the Gresham Hotel, uh, held for the Dublin Central constituency, where he is photographed with Mary Lou MacDonald and Gerry Adams, a photograph which also takes on greater significance as, as, as time, time goes on. And then we know that he gradually became uh, involved with Sinn Féin and he became uh, what's known as a, a local area representative. Now, a local area representative is where somebody isn't elected or isn't a, isn't a councillor, but a party will say, well, you're our person in that area with a view to making them the, the candidate. Gives them status within the party and, and lets them go out and, and work uh, away. I mean, that would make sense for Dowdall at the time, uh, Fionnam, because, as I mentioned, he is a successful businessman. He's involved with local football teams. 
And uh, if if his decision is to um, be a, a member of uh, the Sinn Féin party or a supporter, um, then the kind of natural progression would be to kind of integrate oneself then. Yeah, and he very much becomes a part of the, the local organisation. There is, for example, uh, footage on the Sinn Féin uh, own social media channels of Jonathan Dowdall training uh, for a charity white-collar boxing uh, tournament that was happening uh, in 2013. And alongside him, training also f- for that event uh, was Mary Lou MacDonald. The training uh, was taking place in Corinthians Boxing Club. The significance of Corinthians Boxing Club is that it was set up by one Jerry the Monk Hutch, uh, he was the, the primary driver behind, the, behind that boxing club being set up. He saw it as him giving back to the community in the north inner city from, from whence he came. So again, in time, it, it becomes, I suppose, a more significant part of the narrative and the manner in which all of these names become intertwined. But Dowdall is, is now very firmly a part of the organisation in Mary Lou MacDonald's constituency. He goes from being a local area representative to, in late 2013, a official Sinn Féin candidate for the local elections. And you see over the course of the next six months how Jonathan Dowdall's profile is basically raised by the party. You see, for example, at the Sinn Féin Easter Rising, they have a, a march through the streets and then uh, speeches uh, from a podium. And he's marching through the streets of Dublin alongside Gerry Adams. He's attending uh, events alongside Lynn Boylan, who is Sinn Féin's Dublin uh, candidate for the European elections. She, she wins on that occasion and, and becomes uh, an, M- an MEP. Mary Lou MacDonald uh, launches his, his campaign. So heading into the 2014 local elections, it's quite clear that, that Sinn Féin are identifying him as, as somebody who can who can win a seat. And he, he does so. But that um, seat is kind of short-lived, Fionn, because it becomes quite blurred. Um, Dowdall takes the seat, but doesn't stay in it for very long. What no, happens? He, he's there effectively on and off uh, for about nine months from May of 2014 up until uh, February of 2015. And at one point along the way, he he doesn't he, he kind of retires from it it's announced by Sinn Féin that he is retiring uh, from the seat Mary Lou MacDonald plays significant tribute to him and his contribution to the community and to uh, uh, and f- to his service but then he pops up again a month later he's actually attending uh, a protest with her uh, Mary Lou MacDonald are on the water charges at the start of November. This is six weeks after he's left. So he's he's still there uh, within the organisation and appearing uh, alongside Mary Lou MacDonald. At this point, it's emerging that uh, Jonathan Dowdall, there, there, are, there are health concerns about him, there are concerns about his mental health, that there are claims that he is being bullied, uh, that people are spreading rumours about him within Sinn Féin uh, and that there are general issues therein uh, about him. But did you not fall out with Sinn Féin? Regardless whether I fell out with Sinn Féin, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, so why why did you... you, Okay, 
So he's back in November, but then he's gone again in, in February, March uh, of 2015. So he only really serves nine months uh, as a as a Sinn Féin councillor. And then as a result of this uh, Regency trial concerning Jerry Hutch, we now know that Jonathan Dowdall, one year later, one year after leaving the council, uh, so in 2016, he's heading off up the north with Jerry Hutch. Um, they're, they're chatting away in this car uh, over hours, over 10 hours um, of, of conversation recorded Fionnan. So we're starting to understand that Jonathan Dowdle on the face of it is something completely different. There are these two sides to, to Jonathan Dowdle. On the one hand, uh, respected businessman, local boy come good, you know, um, self-made man, the protege of somebody who will become the, the leader of the largest party in the country. On the flip side, we see the darker side uh, of Jonathan Dowdall uh, emerging. As you said, the Regency shooting and the, the subsequent uh, gangland feud that emerged between the Hutch and the, the, the Kinahan uh, crime organisations, you know, was unprecedented in this country in terms of, of, its, of its scope, uh, of the number of people who were murdered, of the manner in which it effectively turned the north inner city into a war zone. And... Jonathan Dowdall is caught up. Uh, he's in the middle of, of all that. It now uh, emerges that Jonathan Dowdall is effectively an associate of Jerry the Monk Hutch, uh, whose gang is, is accused of, of carrying out the, the Regency uh, murder of Derek Byrne, an associate of the, of the, the Kinahan gang. And this is an attempt to murder high-ranking high members of the, the Kinahan cartel. Jonathan Dowdall, uh, it, it turns out, was involved in booking rooms in the hotel in which the murders were carried out, the Regency, uh, for members of the hit gang, and meeting with members of the Hutch gang to, to hand over the keys to those rooms where the hitmen would would stay the, the, the night before uh, the attack so that they would be in, ensconced uh, in, the, in the premises. We know then also that subsequent to that murder as basically all hell breaks loose uh, and the, the, the Hutch gang is very much uh, on the back foot he alleges that he met with Gerard Hutch uh, himself and that they they had a discussion around uh, that murder. We then know for a fact uh, that Mr. Dowdall drove Gerard Hutch up to Northern Ireland to meet with what is believed to be members of of the IRA. So, Fionnan, uh, we have Mary Lou MacDonald has obviously come out since saying that she had no idea that, you know, there was this other side going on concerning uh, Dowdle and his interests with gangland. Um, now, all the while, uh, we then hear about Jonathan Dowdle in a different guise. He had been involved in the false imprisonment and torture of a man at his home. Yeah, and and this incident is related to both the Regency Hotel and also to Jonathan Dowdall's term as a councillor. 
This is an incident that happened in early 2015. Jonathan Dowdall is still a Sinn Féin councillor at that time. A man by the name of Alexander Hurley responds to a ad that Jonathan Dowdall has put up on Dundeal for the sale of a BMW motorbike. Uh, Dowdall basically invites him around to, to his house to look at the motorbike. Dowdall has done his research on Hurley. He's found that he's been involved uh, in a number of incidents of fraud. So Dowdall assumes that Hurley is trying to to steal the bike or he's trying to con him in some manner. He basically, when he is when he arrives at at the house, it all seems quite quite fine. But then he's brought to a garage, and Dowdall and his father basically waterboard this man, torture him, threaten him, threaten that they're going to cut off his his fingers. Also say that they are he is a member. Dowdall says he's a member of the IRA, that he is a friend of Jerry Adams, and he's a friend of Mary Lou Macdonald. So he's he's quite well well connected. Uh, and he's going to chop Hurley up and feed him to his dogs. Effectively, everything that you've ever seen in Goodfellas all seems to be to, to come out uh, over the course uh, of of this incident. Now, Gardy find out about this again, bring you on to the following year, 2016, in the ra- in the wake of the the Regency incident. The Gardy search Jonathan Dowdall's house on the Navin Road in the investigation into the, the Regency murder. But actually what they find is a USB stick that has a video on it of Dowdall and his father torturing this man, Alexander Hurley. The waterboarding was recorded by a female in the Dowdall's house that night. And footage played in court today shows the victim, Alexander Hurley, tied to a black swivel chair in the Dowdall's garage as Jonathan Dowdall, wearing a black balaclava, puts a tea towel over the victim's face and pours buckets of water over him. Alexander Hurley is heard pleading, please don't hurt me, as the Dowdalls threaten to chop him up and feed him to the Dobermans. Jonathan Dowdall is also shown shaving the victim's head. At the time that search takes place, in 2016, this is only a few weeks after the, the Regency Hotel hit, when Dowdall's house is searched, and it's searched very publicly. The sub aqua team of the Gardaí even come in to search a, a, a fish tank that he has to see is there anything hidden at the bottom of that. So very public, widely reported at the time. Jonathan Dowdall goes on the Joe Duffy show as a former councillor. And basically says he doesn't know what all this is about. He's completely innocent. He's just a, an ordinary, decent uh, businessman who's who's gone about his work, doesn't have a clue why exactly uh, he is being targeted in this manner uh, by the Gardaí. So that just again shows you Jonathan Dowdall will tell lies straight up and straight out. And basically, uh, what he says to Joe Duffy can now be completely taken with a, with a pinch of salt because we now know that he was a part of the, the effectively the extended uh, Hutch gang and was involved in the murder in the Regency. Do you know what? Do you know the Hutch family or any of the Hutch who who are you know all the uh, speculation? Joe, you know about. the way the inner city works. I'm yeah. sure it was the same yeah, in Bally yeah. Everybody knows everybody in the yeah, inner city. Yeah. It was part of my job. 
I sponsored, as you said earlier on, I've done a lot in the community there, and I still do. And I sponsored football teams, the boxing teams, and of course I, I know uh, members of the Hutch family, and some of them I'm very proud to know, and there's some of them that I don't know. And is Sinn Féin well and truly detached from Dowdall at this point? Yeah, so Dowdall, the, the argument is, was separate from Sinn Féin since 2015 uh, when he left uh, as a councillor. And here's where we come into interesting territory in terms of the relationship between Sinn Féin uh, and Jonathan Dowdall. We have got what you call the... The, the three denials uh, of of Jonathan Dowdall on this occasion when he's when he's prosecuted for this, Marilyn McDonald puts up a tweet that basically says, "Well, Jonathan Dowdall was associated with another political figure in the North Inner City, Christy Burke, because he, there's a photo uh, of him attending a, a meeting with Christy Burke, who is formerly with, with, with Sinn Féin, an independent councillor, uh, long established there, and a political rival, effectively, of Marilyn McDonald at, at, at this point." And Christy Burke comes comes back and says, he only attended one meeting with me. And other people who are supporting Christy Burke say, hang on a second, he was your counsellor, he was your protégé. So you can't just turn around and say he had nothing to do with me. The second one is uh, rather curious in, in more more recent times. Mary Lou McDonald, after her Ardesh uh, late last year, she, the... the, the Jerry Monk Hutch is on trial. So Mary Lou is asked uh, about her relationship with Jonathan Dowdall, given that he is the he is a key witness uh, at this point for, for the state. And she basically says, look, I had no idea he was involved in any of this. That's the second denial, because basically everybody involved in politics knows the only reason why a politician fills out somebody's names on, on a donation form is if the donation went directly to you. So, the politician. If it had been a donation to Sinn Féin, we'd actually never have known about it because it was under the limit and Sinn Féin would never have had to declare that donation. So, the only reason we know that Jonathan Dowdall gave a donation to Mary Lou MacDonald and it was categorically to Mary Lou MacDonald is because she was the one who declared it uh, a year earlier. So she has since been forced to clarify this matter. And indeed, Deputy, you need to consider revising your own declarations. Uh, your declarations show that you received a personal donation of €1,000 from your friend, gangland criminal and Navin Road torturer, John Dowdle. Around you are members of your party who have claimed that that was a donation to your party. That requires you to, to decide which it was and to make an amendment to your own declarations, Deputy. That brings us along then to another detail that we come across uh, in, the, in the, the, the Hutch trial down at Special Criminal Court when these famous uh, tapes uh, are being played. Jonathan Dowdall starts talking about his local election campaign, uh, his interactions with Sinn Féin and so on. And he tells Jerry de Monk Hutch uh, that in the run-up to the local elections in 2014, he's called into a meeting with two Sinn Féin officials who he names. And he says they start asking him about who shot up his uncle's house. Now, there was an incident where Jonathan Dowdall's uncle's house was shot at. Jonathan Dowdall has subsequently denied 
that he was the one involved in this and that there was any row uh, with his uncle. He, But he's basically telling the monk that Sinn Féin had heard about this that and that he was questioned about it and that he told them he didn't know uh, anything about it. So that's before the local elections where he becomes a councillor. Now, Mary Lou MacDonald says neither she nor Sinn Féin had any knowledge whatsoever that Jonathan Dowdell was involved in any criminal activity whatsoever before he became a councillor or or that the first they knew about this was when he was being uh, prosecuted for the Alexander Hurley attack. So they had no idea. But yet Jonathan Dowdall says he was called into a meeting with two Sinn Féin officials asking him about a criminal act, which was an attack on his own uncle's house. And then, you know, you have Dowdall as the state star witness in this gangland trial of the century, as it's been dubbed. What impact has all of this had on Sinn Féin, do you think? We were repeatedly hearing uh, on a daily basis across newspapers, websites, radio, TV and podcasts that a person called former Sinn Féin councillor Jonathan Dowdall has said the following. And he was both the star witness from a number of perspectives, the the tape, uh, the tape recordings of him travelling up to Northern Ireland with Jerry de Moncutch to meet with the IRA, uh, they were an important piece of evidence in that trial. And also, he appeared in in the witness box himself uh, over several days, and that was quite compelling testimony uh, as as well. And again, there were continual references uh, to to his uh, representation uh, with with Sinn Féin. We now know that Jonathan Dowdall has turned state's witness and is now going to be in the witness protection programme for the rest of his life, uh, he and his his family. Uh, So it's not as if he's going to be in a position to clarify any aspects of his relationship with Sinn Féin and with with Mary Lou MacDonald. So I think the name Jonathan Dowdall is going to be stuck uh, with Sinn Féin for quite some time to come. My thanks to Ireland editor at independent.ie Fionn Sheehan for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by myself with sound by Niall McMonagall. Archive clips from RTE, News Talk, Unfoblocked, Sinn Féin and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. Ruby Frankie was known by millions as a very tough mom. That's exactly the way she wanted it. The social media star amassed a huge following of supporters and detractors alike, preaching the values of strict discipline. But you'll learn in a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus how the small empire built by this momfluencer crumbled the moment her 12-year-old son escaped their home and called 911. Wondery and Law and & Crime bring you the new podcast, The Rise and Fall of Ruby Frankie, which explores the allegations of starvation, torture, and emotional abuse leveled against Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt. 
Learn about the family's path to stardom, the depravity investigators uncovered inside the home, and hear in-depth analysis of the ongoing criminal trial. Listen to the rise and fall of Ruby Frankie exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.